So understanding the intricate interplay of hormones is essential when it comes to comprehending kind of the broader picture of women's health. And hormones like estrogen and progesterone have a profound impact on things like the menstrual cycle and fertility and pregnancy. Additionally, hormone uh, balance is tightly linked to mood regulations, metabolism, and even bone health. So minor imbalances in hormones can lead to a range of health issues. This includes irregular periods, mood disorders, and even more serious conditions like PCOS and thyroid disorder. So in today's episode of eHacker Health, we will delve into the functions of the various hormones, kind of explore the common hormonal uh, imbalances in women, discuss the role of hormones in mental and emotional health, and elaborate a little bit more on some of the tracking and managing um, devices that we can use for um, uh, hormonal health through digital platforms that can contribute to a healthier and more balanced life. So stay tuned for this episode of eHacker Health. Welcome to eHacker Health, the podcast providing digital and community resources to help women optimize their health. I'm your host, Dr. Kat Andrews. to have you here to talk about this topic. It's pretty important um, when it comes to dealing with hormones. Now, hormones are intricate chemical messengers, right, that play a pivotal role in regulating various uh, physiological processes without, within, I should say, the human body. And these molecules are produced by specialized glands, such as like the endocrine gland, and they release into the bloodstream and think of them as traveling to kind of different targeted areas, different tissues, different organs. And once there, the hormones have kind of a specific response that they are responsible for in maintaining kind of our overall health and our homeostasis. Now, when you have hormone imbalances, this occurs when there are irregularities in the production, release, or functions of the hormones. Such imbalances can rise due to a variety of factors. This includes things like genetics, age, lifestyle, stress, of course, is a big one, and then any underlying conditions. Now, while both men and women experience hormonal changes throughout their lives, women and the female body in particular uh, are influenced by hormonal inflections or uh, fluctuations due to the distinct reproductive events that we undergo, such as menstruation, pregnancy, and menopause. So understanding the intricate interplay of hormones is essential for comprehending the broader picture of women's health. Hormones like estrogen and progesterone have a profound impact on our menstrual cycle, fertility, and pregnancy. Additionally, hormone balance is tightly linked to mood regulation, metabolism, and bone health. 
So the significance of hormonal health cannot be overstated, as even minor imbalances can lead to a range of health issues. These issues manifest um, as regular or irregular menstrual cycles or periods, mood disorder, weight changes, and then of course the more serious conditions such as polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS um, or a thyroid disorder. So therefore maintaining hormonal equilibrium is pretty crucial for women's overall well-being. Now in today's digital age, thankfully we have technological advances that have made it easier than ever to kind of track and manage and even optimize hormonal health. Now there are a plethora of apps and websites and wearables that have emerged to aid women in understanding the hormonal patterns, predicting ovulation, and even managing hormonal imbalance. And we'll get into some of kind of the pros and cons of that. Um, but the important thing of, about being able to have additional tools is that they empower you to take control of your health, but they also offer insight that can facilitate a more productive conversation with a healthcare professional. But before we get into that, let's start out with uh, hormones and their functions within the female body, right? So looking at hormones and their function. Now the body uses hormones to communicate internally and regulate various processes for optimal body function. That is their job. For women, several hormones play a, a critical role in reproductive and overall well-being. So let's delve into some of those hormones and their functions. The first one, of course, is estrogen. Estrogen is a group of hormones primarily produced by the ovaries. It plays a central role in the development of secondary sexual characteristics. Uh, so like this includes things like breast development and the widening of hips during puberty. Estrogen also regulates menstrual cycles and stimulating the growth of the uterine lining. It also contributes to bone health, cardiovascular health, and mood regulation. The next hormone is progesterone. Progesterone is uh, produced by the ovaries following ovulation. Its main function is to prepare the uterine lining for the implementation of a fertilized egg. Now, progesterone is key to maintaining a pregnancy because it prevents um, uterine contractions that could lead to a miscarriage. It also plays a role in regulating mood and in sleep patterns. The next is follic-stimulating hormones, known as FSH, and also uh, lutezyne, <coughs> I maybe mispronounced that, lutezyzing, I think is how you say it, or LH hormone. So FSH and LH are produced by the pituitary gland in the brain. Both of these hormones are vital for the menstrual cycle and for fertility. Now specifically, the follic stimulating hormone FSH stimulates the growth and maturation of the ovarian fallopian, uh, follicles which contain the eggs. And then you have LH which triggers ovulation and that's the release of a mature egg from the, from the ovary. So that's why these two hormones are important. And the next following that, we also have testosterone. Now, of course, while we often associate testosterone with males, uh, it is also present in very small amounts in women, in females. 
It contributes to sex drive, muscle mass, and bone health. Now, imbalances in testosterone levels can lead to things like, um, or it can affect mood, energy levels, and even reproductive health. Now, we have thyroid hormones known as T3 and T4. These are produced by the thyroid gland, and these hormones regulate our metabolism, our, our energy reproduction, and even our body temperature. And thyroid hormones play a pretty important role in maintaining our weight, our energy level, and really just our overall vitality. So imbalances with the T3 and the T4 can produce conditions either known as hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism. And I'll get a little bit more into that. Then we have prolactin. Prolactin is responsible for stimulating milk production in breastfeeding women. Now, ele elevated levels of prolactin outside of pregnancy and breastfeeding can actually lead to irregular menstrual cycles and fertility issues. So I went over these key, these key ones, these like top six, because understanding these hormones and their functions provide insight kind of into the intricate web of interactions that really govern um, the female body and women's health. And hormonal balances in any of these systems can disrupt the regular menstrual cycle. They definitely impact fertility and they do contribute to some health issues. So being able to recognize the signs of hormonal balance is important in order to obtain suitable treatment to preserve both reproductive health, but also general wellness. So let's look at the most common hormonal imbalances that women face. Now, common hormonal imbalances, or I should say, uh, can arise due to a range of factors. This includes things like genetics, lifestyle, medical conditions, and even environmental influences. For women in the female body, these imbalances can have significant effects on the reproductive health, on the emotional well-being, and the overall quality of life. So here are some of the most common hormonal imbalances that affect women. The first one, of course, being polycystic ovary syndrome which is known as PCOS. Now, PCOS is a hormonal disorder characterized by enlarged ovaries uh, containing small cysts. And according to the Office on Women's Health, PCOS affects up to 10% of women in childbearing age. And I think that's a very conservative number. This also is the leading cause of infertility in women. It is often associated with higher levels of um, kind of what they call male hormones or uh, like testosterone. And symptoms can include uh, irregular cycles, excessive hair growth, acne, weight gain, and even fertility issues, of course. In addition to the infertility, PCOS can increase the risk of insulin resistance, diabetes, as well as cardiovascular problems. Next, there is thyroid disorder, right? So I mentioned that with the T3 and the T4. And the thyroid disorders are hypothyroidism and then hyperthyroidism. So with hypothyroidism, this occurs when the thyroid gland produces insufficient thyroid hormones. That's that T3 and the T4. Uh, symptoms include things like fatigue, weight gain, there's cold intolerance, and then there's mood changes. 
on the opposite end of the spectrum is the hyperthyroidism. And this is characterized by an overactive thyroid gland leading to excessive production of the thyroid uh, hormone. So of course the symptoms are kind of on the opposite end as well. Instead of having weight gain, you have weight loss, you have rapid heart uh, be instead of cold intolerance what you have is a heat sensitivity and then there is anxiety associated with hyperthyroidism the next condition is menopause now menopause marks the end of the reproductive years and is characterized by a decline in estrogen and progesterone production symptoms can range from hot flashes and night sweats to mood swings and vaginal dryness now, hormonal fluctuations during perimenopause, that's the transition to menopause, can lead to irregular periods and kind of other symptoms. Now, the average age for perimenopause to begin in women is about 51. However, it can start as early as your mid-40s, or it can even go as late as your early 60s. Now, early menopause, this happens in women sometimes in their late 20s, even in their early 30s, can occur due to a variety of factors. And these include things like smoking, uh, certain medical conditions, and genetics. Now, women who have undergone a hysterectomy may also experience early menopause. And additionally, women who have undergone cancer treatments, particularly chemotherapy and radiation therapy, may also be more likely to experience early menopause. Now, hormonal mood disorders. This is a fluctuation in hormones, particularly estrogen or progesterone, that affects the mood. The most common one is premenstrual syndrome or PMS. This involves mood swings, irritability, or irritability, and the physical discomfort, usually cramps, um, during, or, or I should say, sorry, before menstruation. You also have a condition known as premenstrual dysmorphic disorder, or PMDD. Now, this is a more severe form of PMS. It has more intense emotional syndromes. So PMDD um, causes extreme mood shifts that can disrupt work, and it can even um, disrupt or damage relationships if the symptoms are, are that severe. Symptoms include things such as extreme sadness, hopelessness, irritability, and anger. Plus the common PMS symptoms, again, such as the bloating, the physical discomfort, the, and the uh, breast tenderness. The other one is kind of just when we're looking at hormonal imbalances and fertility, right? So hormonal imbalances, uh, whether it is um, looking at thyroidism or PCOS um, or hypothyroidism and PCOS, they can impact fertility because they disrupt the ovulation and the menstrual cycle. Um, and it leads to um, a lack of ovulation at times. So hormone imbalances or hormone balance is crucial for successful contraception and maintaining a health healthy pregnancy. Now, managing these hormonal imbalances often involve a combination of lifestyle changes, medication, and some medical intervention. And for a woman, pretty much at any age, whether she's in her late teens to early 20s or even just later on in life, experiencing any of these hormonal imbalances can be scary and frustrating, especially sometimes due to the, the political climate. 
Um, however, it's still very important to seek out medical advice for accurate diagnosis and a personalized treatment plan. Because with the advances in medical science technology, healthcare providers can tailor interventions to address specific hormonal needs um, for symptom management, which will lead to better quality of life and even an enhanced overall treatment. And sometimes that treatment may look like um, a nutrition and exercise plan as well. So it is really important to seek out healthcare, uh, your healthcare provider for support. Now, I mentioned how hormones, of course, affect the body, but let's look at the role of hormones in mental and emotional health. Because hormones not only influence physical health and reproductive processes, but they also play a crucial role in mental and emotional well-being. The intricate interplay between hormones and the brain chemistry is what contributes to mood regulation, uh, the stress response, and overall mental health. So in the context of women's health, hormonal fluctuations across the menstrual cycle and during life events like pregnancy and menopause can greatly impact emotional states. So first step, of course, is the menstrual cycle and mood. Fluctuations in estrogen and progesterone levels throughout the menstrual cycle impact mood. As previously mentioned, many women experience mood changes in the days leading up to their period, and this is commonly referred to as premenstrual syndrome or PMS. Mood swings, irritability, changes in energy level can contribute to hormonal changes during this time. Next, I want to talk a little bit about postpartum period and hormones. So after childbirth, women can experience dramatic or I should will experience dramatic hormonal shifts as hormone levels that surge during pregnancy will rapidly decrease. Uh, the quote unquote baby blues often occurs or can occur due to these hormonal changes. And this results in mood swings, tearfulness, anxiety, and such. Some women may experience postpartum depression, and this is a more severe and prolonged mood disorder, and that does require medical attention. Next is perimenopause and menopause and the mood changes that go along with that. Because hormonal fluctuations during perimenopause and menopause can lead to a mood, what they call, what is known as a mood disturbance. Fluctuating levels of estrogen and progesterone can contribute to mood swings, irritability, and again, good old depression. This is due to the decline in estrogen levels, which has been linked to a higher risk of developing mood disorders during this uh, particular life stage. And finally, let's look at how uh, hormones affect stress response and neurotransmitters. So first, with hormones and the stress response, right? So hormones like cortisol, is, which is known as a stress hormone, this plays a crucial role in the body's response to stress. So when we're talking about cortisol, right, this is why chronic stress can impact the balance of hormones leading to disruptions in mood and emotional well-being. Hormonal imbalances um, can exacerbate stress-related conditions. And when you have, for example, high stress, continuous high stress, releasing lots of cortisol, uh, what you'll end up experiencing is fatigue, irritability, headaches, 
anxiety, and depression. Now, looking at hormones and neurotransmitters, uh, hormones also influence the production and the activity of neurotransmitters, and these are chemicals that regulate the mood and emotions. So, for example, estrogen is believed to enhance the effects of serotonin, and we like serotonin because that is a neurotransmitter associated with uh, the feelings of well-being. Now, hormonal fluctuations can alter the neurotransmitter uh, levels, and this contributes to the change in mood. So understanding the connection between hormones and mental health, or mental health, I should say, underscores just how important a holistic approach to well-being is. Because women who are experiencing significant mood changes, be it anxiety or depression, should consider tracking their menstrual cycles and these hormonal um, fluctuations to really get a better understanding, right? By doing so, this can help women anticipate kind of the periods of when they're most vulnerable to a particular uh, mood change, and then they can seek out the appropriate support and treatment to help with that. It's crucial to recognize that mental and emotional health are intertwined with hormonal balance and that addressing the hormonal imbalance can contribute to not only just better health, but better overall mental well-being. So let's look at what some of the digital and maybe community supports that are available. Um, Now, there are things such as digital therapeutics that is kind of a growing trend to look at. And digital therapeutics represent what they call the cutting edge of managing hormonal imbalances, right, to promote women's health. And these innovative tools can vary uh, in what they are. They provide more of a digital, or I should say, an evidence-based solution. And specifically in this case, this would be for addressing hormonal fluctuations, uh, improving overall well-being, and enhancing the quality of life. So I'm actually going to get into looking at a variety of things. We'll look at a combination of what digital therapeutics are, as well as what's available with regards to apps and even wearables and see what's out there. Now, digital therapeutics, if we're looking at it from an education standpoint, which I think is good, is being able to get ongoing support and education to empower users, in this case, women with the knowledge about their bodies and hormonal health. So being able to get regular content updates and guidance keep you as a woman engaged and informed. And the... I think the most common example of this would be being able to get information from your healthcare provider, right? When you go in now, because a lot of things are digital and it's trusted to be able to get it from your healthcare provider, you may get an email or a link to their particular website that talks specifically about hormones, PCS, uh, PCOS, um, what it means to have, you know, irregular periods. This is that part of that continuous support and education, and that is a digital therapeutic, so that you can be empowered as someone um, who is experiencing these symptoms. Then, of course, you have actual, um, what I call, uh, I guess, more uh, the apps that we like to use. I should go along with that. Let's go like the tracking apps um, and websites. And I mean, what's great about this, the advancement of technology has really led 
to tons of apps and websites and, and um, devices that we can use to better understand and track and manage hormonal health. I mean, literally, you can find a tool that is actually very specific to your needs now. You can find one specifically for tracking menstrual cycles, for looking at ovulation, for looking at hormonal patterns. And all of these are really set to empower women to make informed decisions about her reproductive and overall well-being. And some of these I've gone over before, but I'm, I'm going to go over them and add a little bit more. Of course, the most common ones when we're talking about menstrual tracking apps, you have Clue, you have Flow. I mean, you can take your peck when it comes to menstrual or period tracking apps because these it's, it's really just a matter of what you prefer. Um, and as the user, you can log your menstrual cycle, your symptoms, and your emotions. And this data is useful for being able to predict future cycles, even when you are regular, every 45 days, every 60 days, every 58 days, whatever it is. Um, but it's really useful to be able to have that. They provide information, too, where it's good to be able to use it for family planning if you need to, um, and also detecting irregularities. The thing about these apps, if you had a regular cycle and all of a sudden you're skipping, this can kind of give you some information. One of the things uh, about these apps is in, in digital kind of therapeutics is the increase in information that and and for the most part it's pretty reliable but it's the increase in accessibility that makes it really uh, advantageous to be able to have access at any time anywhere and that flexibility for women to kind of even engage at their own convenience and this does provide valuable information and some guidance um, and that is pretty key when you want to just be able to look up something um, and have the availability of the app. And that same thing applies when we're talking about fertility monitoring apps. So you have things such as, I think it's pronounced Kendara, and then there's like Natural Cycle, and these combine, these are a combination of menstrual tracking with kind of a basal body temperature measurements to kind of predict ovulation. And they assist women in identifying kind of the most fertile days, right, to aid in con conception and contraception as well. I think what's also really important to have, whether you're using these apps or anything else, is also knowing about being able to kind of create your own personalized treatment plan. That's one of the advantages of having technology. You can take this information that you're receiving and sometimes you'll get suggestions that will give you things about nutrition and exercise and stress management. I believe Groove is an app that may function that way. That is a, it's a, another kind of digital platform that's utilized for menstrual cycling and they actually provide additional information on nutrition, exercise, and self-care. Uh, as well as giving you actionable steps to enhance kind of hormonal balance and maximize each phase of your menstrual cycle. So they've kind of added on additional components of not just tracking your menstrual cycle, but here's what you can do to manage the hormonal piece that goes along with being a woman and having a menstrual cycle. So that's one of those things that really kind of trying to be more personalized with the treatment. Now, wearables are a little bit different, right? Wearable devices such as 
the most popular thing, fitness trackers and smart watches are a huge part of our life now um, because you can get real-time data from your physical activity, from your sleep, and even your stress levels. And there are the big names, right, like Apple, Samsung, Garmin, and even Fitbit because they all track activity levels, they all track your sleep and your stress, and they now all track menstrual cycles. Um, there's also a very popular Femtech um, device like the Ava bracelet, which is a fertility tracking wearable. So all this information that it gathers is really, really important or because that information that the device gathers can give you a more comprehensive view of how your lifestyle affects your hormonal health. Because you're not just looking at one thing, you're looking at several. Again, sleeping, physical activity, stress levels, so you get a broader view. Now, some other things to consider, you know, as, as much as we all love apps and wearables and all these things, obviously there's some other things to consider um, and a good way to kind of maximize what we wanna do. And a, a one that really isn't um, digital based, it can be, is cognitive behavior therapy or CBT. Now this sometimes can is logged as a uh, digital therapeutic because you do have CBT programs that are online now um, and some that are in person. And the beauty about CBT or cognitive behavior therapy techniques is that they address the emotional and mental health challenges associated with hormonal imbalance. And CBT programs can help you manage anxiety, depression, and mood swings, and it is evidence-based. So that is the beauty of having uh, even if it is a digital therapeutic, it's an online, that is the beauty of having a CBT program versus using something you randomly found online and not knowing if it's going to work for you or something's a family member or cousin or you read online. CBT tends to be um, evidence-based and pretty effective. And speaking of that, um, in terms of evidence-based and effective, Gathering all of this information is also going to be very useful if you're using all of this is to facilitate a communication with your doctor. Because these digital tools enable you to generate reports or summaries about what's going on, whether it just be with your hormonal data, your sleep data, all of this information, you can take all this and it's a really great way to kind of start a conversation with your provider, especially if you're not sure where to start. Um, but say, hey, doc, this is what's happening. Here's the information I have. One month, you know, for the first three months, my period seems to be every 35 days. And now it looks like it's every, you know, 45 days. There's like a 10, like, can you tell me what's going on with this? And having that data is really helpful for those kind of conversations. You can also talk about the associated symptoms you're having. And there's no longer a guess as to how long that's going when you have the data. And medical professionals can use this data to make more informed decisions about your treatment, meaning that they can make it personal and precise. Now, what's important about that too, not even just from a provider point of view, but as an individual person, is that these apps um, give you empowerment. They give you knowledge. So whether you're using a website or using an app, um, or in some cases, if you're just using pen and paper, right? I'm an advocate for old school pen and paper as well. 
whatever it is, the your particular technique for tracking will empower you with knowledge about your body and your hormonal cycle. You can gain a better understanding of how your hormonal fluctuations impact various aspects of your health. And then again, that leads you to more proactive steps to managing your well-being. And so I always, one of the things too, I also kind of a word to the wise when it comes to personal health information to be aware of, particularly with data breaches and, you know, constant updates and all this particular stuff um, is data privacy and accuracy. It is super vital to pick apps and platforms that prioritize data privacy and accuracy in their predictions. Many of us skip right past those pages when they have it, we don't read it. But when it comes to putting in your personal health information, you need to see if this is an app that you can trust. Um, You need to verify that it's pretty reliable and not just based on the fact that it's got, you know, 2 million downloads. Um, My word of advice to people is if you ever feel uncomfortable or unsure, you're thinking about it um, when it comes to using an app or wearable or anything that again, just go back to pen and paper. It is always reliable. It's always there for you. You know, you can get a journal for a dollar at any kind of like little store. You can go to Walmart or any of these stores and you still get to track the data. It still gives you knowledge about your body and you can still share it with a healthcare professional. So while I, I talk a lot about being able to use some of the advances of technology, I also have come to realize that uh, the reality is, particularly when it comes to having to put in your own personal health information that you feel very vulnerable about, um, and in this current political climate, that if you are not comfortable putting in this particular information in there, then absolutely you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. And you can go ahead and do it the old school way via pen and paper or just use an Excel spreadsheet that works just as well. But regardless of whether if you decide to incorporate this using apps, you've been comfortable with that and you're using a digital solutions or some other method into your daily life. It's really about being able to enhance your ability to not to to uh, manage your hormonal health. And I say that because it's really critical to understand that all of these tools that we talk about using and having is really about providing you with valuable insight but understanding, too, that they are complementary to getting professional medical advice, that you use them in conjunction to working with the healthcare professional, that you continue to consult with your healthcare provider so that you have the accurate diagnosis, that you get actually really good treatment, even though the app or friends or websites may be recommending things, that you talk to your healthcare provider, that you get the personalized guidance, um, because that's what's really essential for maintaining hormonal balance and overall well-being. So to recap, um, when understanding hormone, hormonal imbalance, and the role in women's health, it really is important. In the realm of women's health, hormones wield a profound influence on the various aspects of physical, emotional, and mental well-being. 
from regulating the menstrual cycle and supporting reproductive processes to impacting our mood and overall vitality or vitality. Hormones um, are messengers, right? They're, they're, they are these intricate messengers that kind of orchestrate a complex symphony within our bodies, if you think of it that way. And so that delicate balance, if it's thrown off, we end up with a hormonal imbalance. And that can then lead to a range of various health issues underscoring the importance of tracking, managing, and optimizing hormonal health. Now, we live in a very modern digital era. Technology has introduced a plethora of tools designed to help empower women in understanding and managing our hormonal health. Again, from the menstrual tracking apps, there's fertility monitoring programs, there's digital therapeutics. Um, all of this offers... I think what's great is it offers an accessible way for women to gain more insight into their hormonal patterns, patterns to anticipate changes that may be coming, and honestly, to be able to make more informed decisions about how her health is going. So these tools can provide valuable information, whether you're using it for family planning, or you're using it for emotional well-being, or you're just trying to manage your overall health, right? Using it for health management. However, I think it is still crucial to emphasize that while digital solutions provide this insight, that they are not a replacement for professional medical advice, that it is always important to consult with the healthcare professional um, so that you can have the accurate diagnosis, that you get a personalized treatment plan, and that you get the essential guidance you need. But by combining the power of some digital tools, even just tracking by paper and pencil, with the expertise of your medical professionals, as women, you can embark on a holistic journey towards maintaining right hormonal balance and enhancing your overall quality of life. So as technology continues to advance, as we get better wearables that may not rely on us actually having to input all of our personal information, just giving us data. Um, as you get better with real-time monitoring, you know, we now we have AI-driven solutions that can revolutionize how we track and maybe even monitor. As all these things come about, um, it really can hold some promise in terms of being able to get more precise, personalized, effective interventions. And that really can only contribute to improved hormonal well-balance for women all over the world. So in the pursuit of, let's say, optimal hormonal health, it's really important, I think, to remain, to, to remain informed, proactive, and receptive to kind of all the information that's out there via digital resources, via your healthcare provider, via books, however you can get it. And by taking um, charge of our hormonal health as women and our hormonal well-being, women can then lead healthier, more balanced lives with a better understanding of the intricate mechanisms that underline the physical and emotional vitality. So with that, I will say thank you for listening that you stay informed, stay healthy, and I'll see you next time. Bye.